Good morning, good morning. How is everyone doing at home or here? I see that we have some true New Englanders here in the building. That's amazing to see. Uh, currently, my car is actually buried underneath some snow. Uh, so getting here, it was interesting, but I, I thank uh, Rick and Josie Tolls for uh, getting me uh, here safely. Um, yeah, so like Pastor Stan said, my name's Ace Kai. I'm the pastoral intern here, and I have the great opportunity with, uh, to work with our youth uh, group uh, known as The Crew and with our young adults. Um, and actually just last weekend, we had the great opportunity to, to go to uh, Camp Monadnock, um, and it was absolutely one of the best times that, that we've had. Uh, we were able to uh, just spend time uh, with one another and really get to know each other, uh, really build uh, the bond with each other, uh, youth to youth and uh, youth leader to, to youth. Um, we had amazing time playing air hockey. Uh, we all tried to beat each other in that, uh, and, and we did end up having a champion. It was not me, so that's upsetting. But no, we had one of the youth who uh, was the reigning champion for that. Um, but we are here today. We're going to be continuing in our sermon series called Take a Breath, How Do I Quiet My Soul? And so for the past couple of weeks we've been, we, we're going to be uh, looking at the, the part where it's inhale, and then next week uh, we're going to be starting the part where it's exhale. So the past couple of weeks we looked at Love by Christ, Abide in Christ, strength from Christ, held by Christ. And then today we're going to be talking about healing, healed by Christ. And there's, there's, many, there's many forms in, in which we can receive healing. We can either receive healing in, in the form of inner or emotional healing uh, from Christ. And what, what that might look like is we, we'd be going through like a, a, a situation uh, at home where we're just sad or, or in a depressed state. And when we get into the word with God and when we start to get into prayer, you know, God comes alongside us and, and really counsels us. He, he, he brings us joy. He brings us peace of mind. Um, the next type of um, healing is, is a deliverance, the deliverance from evil spirits. And we see, we see this a whole lot in, in the New Testament where Jesus goes out and he, he casts demons out of people. And, and then the next one is, is physical healing. And this is where we see this all the time in, in uh, the New Testament where Jesus goes out and he heals people. He lays hands on people. And sometimes people come up to him and just touch the hem of his garment and people are healed. And, and actually, that, that still happens today, and, and my family is, is uh, a witness to that. My cousin Jason, who we've been praying for for uh, a few weeks now, he was actually paralyzed uh, due to uh, the virus, coronavirus. And the doctors and nurses were, were saying that, you know, this, this looks bad, and, and they uh, were actually thinking that he was going to be paralyzed for quite some time. And um, actually, I think it was just last week, um, he was up and walking, um, which is amazing because going from paralyzed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, uh, for, for a whole lot of people, that can be discouraging. Am I going to move around ever again? But we've had people praying from all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast uh, for his uh, recovery. So that is uh, an amazing testimony right there. But for today, what we're going to be talking about more specifically is 
uh, the, fourth, the fourth type of healing, which we can find, is, is spiritual healing. And what, what, that, what, what does that look like? That looks like God dealing with our sins. That's God coming into our heart and, and restoring us. Time after time, we see people in the Bible who have missed the mark one way or the other. Um, they might have slipped up. They might have turned uh, their backs uh, on God and, and just end up really just going down their own path, basically, when they could have been going down God's path. But time after time, what we see is that, that God still brings them back. God still restores them, and he, he, he props them up, if you want to say. And, and some, some of the great examples that I think of is, is someone like Noah. He was, he was called to, to build this huge ship to get all the people onto, uh, oh, all the animals, excuse me, onto, onto the ark. And after, after they got through the 40 days, 40 nights, you know, he went and he, he uh, just sinned and he, he uh, basically got drunk and turned his, his back on God, and how God restored uh, Noah is we see his, his sons come up behind him and cover him in his, in his nakedness. And we see a whole lot of other examples, like, such as like Jonah. Jonah turns uh, from God. He, he runs in the other direction to what God has called him to, but then he comes back, and he does uh, the work of, of God. And in one of the, the example that we're going to really be looking at today is uh, a well-known one, is, is the example of uh, King David. And this is someone who by no means um, is perfect. By no means. <clears throat> so one of, one of the, the, the greatest uh, things that, that he has uh, for him is in sec- we can find in 2 Samuel chapter 11 where he is up on the rooftop and he looks into the city and he sees Bathsheba who is who's bathing in the water and and he stumbles and falls and says you know I want I want her I want this person she's absolutely beautiful and I I just I just want her for myself and so so what happens is <clears throat> she she's married and so that's that's an issue for for David right so he gets basically uh, Bathsheba's husband Uriah killed by sending him out to the front lines of of a war, and then so he goes through all of that, and then what happens in uh, chapter twelve is that Nathaniel, uh, Nathan rebukes David, and so <clears throat> we see that that Nathan rebukes him because he he's he's going off track of what God has called him to do. And then after, after Nathan rebukes him, that brings us to where we're going to be looking at today in uh, Psalm 51, verses 1 through 12. And if you have your Bibles, you can flip, flip there. You can open up. Or if you're home, you can scroll on your little cell phone device. But let's get into it. So it says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly for, from my iniquity. 
and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth and the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Restore to me joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. And so with that, uh, the sermon title for today is Restoring Brokenness. Before we go any further, let's just pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you that, that we are here. We are um, we made it out of the storm, and our Father, Lord, I just ask that you will be with us here. Speak to us. Speak to us what, what your will is, and I just ask that you would just give us peace when we go through trials and tribulations. Give us peace even when we go through, through blizzards. Give us peace every single day. And Father, Lord, I just ask that you please just use me and, and just dwell within me as your word is spoken. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. All right, so, so three things that I, that I want us to get out of this are identify the problem, repent and give it to God, and God restores so the first one, identify the problem. Nathan tells King David what he did was absolutely wrong, and he identified the issue that he was going through. And we see this in, in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 12, uh, in verses 1 through 15. He tells him, he, he basically tells him, man, listen, what you did there, that's, that blows my mind. You are someone, he, he, tells, he tells it to him like this, in, in, in a sense where it's a, he talks about a farmer because David, we had to realize, he, he used to be a shepherd. So he gets down to, to his, his level and puts it to him, there's a rich man with all these sheep, all these sheep, thousands and thousands and thousands of sheep. And he goes and he, he takes the poor man's sheep and he says, that, that's not right. That's absolutely not right. And, and David was like, yeah, oh my goodness, we got to put this guy in jail. We gotta, we gotta, he, he needs to pay. He needs to pay for this. And then Nathan says, 
to King David, that's you. You're the person. And then David, King David has this, this realization of what he, what he has done. Because what, what he's done is, is grave. He, he went and he put this, this innocent guy on the front lines and, and absolutely just destroyed his life. And, and I, I, think of, I think of a time in my life where, where I've gone through uh, something like, something where, like, I was, I was in the wrong and someone had come to me and said, listen, that's, that's not right. And so um, one of my stories is, is that I remember I was, I was frustrated with a coworker because they were just, they were just absolutely so hard, hard to work with. And, and I was talking with my friends and just being like, I'm like, so I'm struggling with this, uh, this person and they're, they're just really hard to work with. And, and then I saw another friend who had walked by and I said, I waved to them and said, hey, how are you doing? And, and the people who I was with has said to me, I don't think that they heard you loud enough. And what had happened was the Holy Spirit spoke to me in, in regards to the person who I was complaining about, not the person who was walking by. And so I took that, even though my friends weren't meaning it that way, I took that as the rebuke from, from the Holy Spirit. And so <clears throat> what I had to do was be humble and, and recognize that. So sometimes the reason why we can't move from brokenness is because we're, we aren't willing to acknowledge the sins that's hidden in our hearts or we choose to push it to the side. And this, this story of King David could have gone in a totally different direction if David wasn't willing to listen to the rebuke. They, they've had to have known what they were doing was wrong. I mean, Bathsheba, she, right after uh, they, they fell into sin, you know, she immediately went to go and bathe herself to, to, to wash and to cleanse. She wouldn't have had to do that unless she knew that what she was doing was wrong. So I believe what King David was doing up until the point of Nathan was he was pushing it to the side. He was pushing it to the side. So what was, what was the result of David? What was the result of identifying the problem? He repented and gave it to God. King David realized what he did as not being pleasing to God. And, you know, and what we find in, in Psalm 51, he's saying, Have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy on me. According to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Blot out my transgressions. He's, he's seeking God. He's, he's asking God, Lord, I, what I've done is, is absolutely wrong. And God, God restores him in that. And, and you know, when I, when I think about the, the incident where, where I was complaining about my coworker, you know, I had to go and apologize. I had to humble myself and go and apologize to this person and say, look, I, you know, I, I, I'm struggling with you and, you know, I, I do apologize. I was, being, I was being a jerk. I was absolutely being a jerk. 
And so what we must do when we mess up, when we sin, is to intentionally apologize or repent and give our hearts to God. And what God seeks, he's, 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 not, he's not seeking like all these, these sacrifices and and this is going to fix all, all our problems when we sin. You know, what, what the, back in the Old Testament, what happens is, is you go and you bring your sacrifice before the Lord. You bring it to the altar. And that was supposed to, to satisfy um, all your sins. And, but they had to keep on doing this, continually keep on doing this. And over time, what happens is, is when, when you do that, you, you leave out the relationship part of it. And so God, God is saying that, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for all these, all these sacrifices. I'm looking for a broken, a broken heart. And, and what we read in, in Psalms later on in, in uh, 51 at the end, verse 16, it says, For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would, ha- would give it. This is David saying, saying to God, you don't delight in the sacrifice. You will not be pleased with it, with an abundant offering. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. And so what David had to do was, was also give his, give his heart to God. Give his heart to God because we do have grace over our lives, but what happens is if we, if we think that, you know, we just go to God and be like, I've sinned and then walk away, what, what does that do? We've sinned, yeah, we've sinned, but that does nothing in our hearts. We still, we still walk in, in our brokenness, in our, in our darkness. And so we can, come, we can come to God as much as we want and say, you know, we sinned, and God will, God will give us the grace, but, you know, don't be fooled. Great. The grace is there, yes, but, you know, we, uh, we need to walk it out. We need to put in our, our, our stuff. We need to, we need to do and so that's why God desires, desires for us to, to come to him with, with broken hearts. Because he, he wants to get into that relationship with him. And so what happens when we allow God into our mess? God restores. He restores us. And we see this in, in uh, 2 Samuel uh, chapter 12, um, verse 13, the second half of 13, and Psalm 51, uh, verse 12. And it says, it says in 2 uh, Samuel, verse 12, it says, For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. And it says, David said to Nathan, I have sinned again uh, the Lord, uh, against the Lord. Excuse me. And Nathan said to David, uh, the Lord, this is where what we need to see, the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. I love that. It says that the Lord has put away our sin. 
And what I think about, I think about my mom. She, she's one of the best moms. She works, she's a hard worker, and then she comes home, she cooks and cleans. Uh, of course, we, we try to help her as much as possible, but I'll be honest, we do, we do slack in that sometimes. But one of the things I think of is, is my little brother. I have a little brother who is about to turn four um, in April, and he, he loves playing with his toys. He has all these, all these amazing Legos that he plays with. And if you've ever stepped on those Legos, those things hurt and those things kill. And so what happens is my mom has these nice containers to put the Legos into. They're all nice and color-coded. And so you have the reds with the reds, blues with the blues, the yellows with the yellows. And then when my brother comes around, he comes and he dumps them on the ground. And he just plays with them. And then my mom, she comes and she, she picks them up she, and then she puts them away. And then what happens? Then my brother comes a few minutes afterwards and then dumps them out again. And it creates a mess. Honestly, a mess. Like the whole, whole floor is covered. And it's like, did, you, did we vacuum here? Yeah, we just vacuumed five minutes ago. And so, and actually one of the things my mom said to me uh, last night she, when I was talking to her about this, she said, yeah, and it wasn't, wasn't just, was, it wasn't just John Monet who, who made this mess. You know, when you guys were younger too, you guys all did the same thing. All of y'all did it. And, and that just hit me and I was like, yeah, oh my goodness, that's right. Because I, I have my, my Legos too. And so when I, when I thought about that, I think of how, how God with every single one of us, how he comes into our mess. He cleans it up. He puts, he puts the sin away. And, and what, what, that, what that means, what put away means is to pass over, to pass over, or to forgive. And, and I think of in the Old Testament where, where we have the Passover, and you, you put the blood of the lamb on the door, and this was very important because what was happening in the time um, in Exodus, um, in Egypt, we had all the disasters that were ha- happening because Moses was coming to, to the Pharaoh and said, let my people go. If you don't, <laughs> well, God's going to uh, surely uh, uh, throw this place into some crazy chaos. But what happened with, with this and this last one was they, they had to, the Israelites had to put the lamb's blood over the door. And that kept them safe from the, the spirit of, of death. And we, we see that in the New Testament as well. That's Jesus. Jesus does that. He is our lamb. And it's by his stripes that we are healed. It's by his stripes that, that where his blood ran that he covers us. It's by his blood that we are forgiven by his blood that we are forgiven and he puts our sins away. He puts our sins away. And, and that's ultimately like the, 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 the start of how, how we move from brokenness to being restored. It's this process of going through grace. When we realize that grace, God works in us. When we realize that grace, and when we when we choose to get into a relationship, because because God God always has that grace there for us. It's a gift. It's a matter of not if we take it. We have to be willing to take it. We have to make that choice. And I, I think of um, the kids up at Monadnock. They they had a had a choice to make. They're able to make a choice in their next steps with with God. 
And one of the things that we said to them, you know, this relationship with God, number one, it's, it's not religion, it's a relationship. This is something that your parents can't make. It's nothing that your, your grand, grandparents can't make. Your cousins, your friends, they can't make that decision for you. And that decision is solely up to you. That decision is solely up to you to be willing to allow God into your heart and to change you from the inside out. And so what happened up at Monadnock, they, they, were, um, they were able to choose, you know, do you want to get into a relationship? You might have you believed, but do you want a further relationship? And so when we were up at Monadnock, it was so great. I was bawling my eyes out in tears because I was able to see after, after the pastor said it's time, all, I saw all these children just get up and go to the altar. And they just made that choice to, to give their life and to take the next step with, with God. And, and then after, after a few kids went up and a good amount of kids went up, I saw um, the crew, our, our youth group, uh, like start to stand up and, and trickle up there. I was just like, this is so beautiful. This is so sad. And, and it put me, it actually put me back into uh, when I was up at Monadnock, when I was a, a youth. And, and I just remembered that, that time when I, I, I believed in God, but it was like that next step that, that I want, I really want to get into a relationship with you. It was one of the most beautiful things I, I, I've ever seen. So we get to choose our next step in the healing process. So what we need to do is we need to identify the problem. We need to repent and give it to God. And then we have to trust in God that he will restore us. What, what choice are we going to make? Are we going to choose to have that healing? Because it's there. God is, is going, he's willing to, to heal us. It's up to us to take that next step. All right, let's pray. Dan, Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the healing in our lives. Father, Lord, you, you are mighty in all your ways. You, you heal the sick. You heal the blind. And you restore us, even in our brokenness. You restore what we mess up. And you even go into to the darkness where, where we just keep on choosing the, the, the wrong thing after another. And you constantly seek us. You're constantly there, knocking out at the door, just saying, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I just want to let you know I'm here. We have to choose to let you in. And so, Father, Lord, I just ask that for those who are listening, that, that you would just knock on their hearts and say, I am here, that thing that you're dealing with, that issue that you're dealing with, that depression that you're walking in, I'm here to restore that that sin that, that you're walking in, I'm here to restore that and take it all. Just come, come with your broken heart to the altar again.
Mm. And Father Lord, I just ask that you would be with us all our lives as we continue to get into a relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.